0: Man, come on, let's put our hands together one more time. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Cool. So, um, I was doing some research and I came upon an article that spoke on the healthiest growing churches in America. And, um, there are five things, five common, common themes or, um, common denominators from the pulpit, or in this case, the pub table, um, (laughs) that they teach well on um, in their churches. These five things that these growing churches across America really emphasize, and I want to give you this list real quick, because I believe we're a healthy church, and I think we fall into this category of health. Uh, The first thing they emphasize is, number one, a personal relationship with Jesus. Personal relationship with Jesus it is um, essential. I think, I think church can be a bit um, complex. I, I've said this before. Or more so, I think the focus can be off, right? I, I think preachers, we, we sit at home or we sit in our office all week, and it's like, yeah, that's a good thought, right? Like, I want to preach on that subject or title. But it's not necessarily effective. It's not what we should be talking about. Um, there should be an element of Christ in every message yes. or a relationship with him it's vital. The second thing, thing that we talk about is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Power of the Holy Spirit. For me, the Holy Spirit was um, some weird, something you breathed in at church. I was raised Baptist. Mm-hmm. And so people caught the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's like, it. caught it. Yeah, right. they caught it. And yeah, praise the Lord. But when I was a kid, that was weird. Because they caught it, and it's, they started doing things, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't want the Holy Spirit. I don't want it. I don't want them. I'll never want them. And, you know, so they did stuff. And then, you know, you have the church mothers. I love the church mothers. They put a blanket over them and pray over them and just let them be, you know, just... And some of you were raised where the Holy Spirit wasn't taught at all. So it's just, so our first ever series on the Holy Spirit was called The Other Guy. Because we, we talk about God, we talk about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit's like that, like, get over there. You know what I mean? So um, every every year we try to teach on the Holy Spirit. And then the third thing these churches talk about is the power of healing. The power of healing, teach on it. Praise services, worship services, prayer services of healing, and then the fourth thing is financial freedom. Um, churches are rising up now to where they're no longer beating around the bush when it comes to finances. Um, I think we've seen the televangelists, like if you pay this much for this water or this cloth, you'll you'll get healed or. Um, Some of you have been in church services where they 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 won't let you out until you, you know, they pass the plate around three more times. Right. Some of you, you know, a lot of you are new to church, but that does that does happen. The pastor will ushers lock the door (laughs) until everybody gives. Right. That's scary. Those stories always make me cringe like, oh, Jesus, you're making us look bad, bro. But. There is a way to teach giving and offering and tithe that promotes a response from people. And then this is what we're talking on today. The fifth thing that these churches hit on is um, freedom in praise and worship. Freedom in praise and worship. And so if you're taking notes, the word praise in the Hebrew is halal. Someone say halal. Halal. And it means to shine, um, to boast, to celebrate. If you want to get a little bit more theatrical about it, it means to rave. Or, or, and we don't have it on screen, but to be clamorously foolish. Just to be, to rave. See, now a lot of you before Christ, you, you knew how to rave. It's all about it. You know how to shake. You know how to dance. You know how to rave. Uh-huh. But as you've transitioned from the devil, uh-huh. can I talk about this? Am I too young, too cool to talk about? Okay, I can talk about this. When you transition from the devil to God, you've come into church, and you don't know what to do. Wow. All my life, you just... Uh-huh. But we get you at that right concert. You completely transform into somebody different. You rave. Someone say rave. rave. And, and I get it. You know, when, when you come to the Lord, there's this progression of praise. Someone say progression of praise. Progression of praise. I get it for a lot of you. For, for me, like I wasn't like a, a club guy like that. So you take me to the club and, and I, you know, I'm in the corner chillin. So my transition wasn't major. Like when I came, it was weird because when I came to the Lord, I'm, i I was crazy. I was, I was raving, right? Some of y'all, y'all raving, you all know. So there's a progression of praise. Um, for some of you, you, you come into church, you're doing the God thing. You're starting your relationship with Jesus. And you start out at the level of what I called um, white knuckle praise, okay. where, where the chair is in front of you. And you're just like, Jesus, please let them get through this song. <laughs> All my life. And you're just uncomfortable. You know, you're sweating. You're like, please, can this song end? And then they go back into that second stanza, that second bridge. and just, Oh, Lord, I'm all in all. You right there. You scared. You scared. You know what I mean? And, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen your progression with PK. She used to do that. Oh, Jesus. And then you you, you go from there to, Okay. I can do this. I didn't float away. All right. And, and then y'all get right here. But you, when you're there, you're looking around to see if anyone's watching you. You're like, oh, my life. Oh, my God. And you start doing some galloping type movements. And nobody watching. All right. Get on up. And- no, I'm playing. <laughs> and then. And then I have to look at you down now aisle and say, you know, you know, that's all in the shoulders. Uh, you know, I ain't really doing that. I'm just get on up and it's right there. You know what I mean? But if you got to, if you must, do that. And then, you know, you graduate from there to get on up and then you do this and then you. And, and then you, you got them, them babies raising high, right? You've graduated. Come on, let's put it, if, you, if you're here. You're there. That's great. Um, you know, but that's the progression of that's what you're praying. So it's okay wherever you are, but we want to get you here. We want to get you um, singing and, and all, that, all that good stuff. And so a couple reasons why we praise God and why you should praise God is, number one, because of his goodness. Amen. God's goodness. And I, I don't have to go down the list of his goodness. I just think that I want to encourage you to remind yourself daily of how good God is. I, we don't we don't have to talk about the, the air he gives us every day or um, the clothes he puts on our back or, or those doors he continues to open. But we praise him because he is good and, and, and he is faithful. And then the second reason we praise him, and this is what we're going to get into. We're going to build out for the next 20 minutes is number two. God tells us to praise him. We're commanded to. And, and, you know, he's the creator, he's the judge, he's the savior. So if he tells us to, we got to praise him. If he says, hey, stand up on one leg and, and, and praise me this way, that that's how there's a prescription, right, for, for how we should how we should praise. There, there's instructions for, for how for how we should praise. And there are a few things that you, you already know how to praise, right? You know how to praise. You know how to do this. So you don't have to act all funny when you come to church. You know how to do this. You know, every Sunday right. at 2 or 3 p.m. when the Cowboys play or, or when the. Hey, hey, can I go there?
1: Yes.
0: You know how to do this. You know, when, when your favorite sports team. Right. Like you, you, you go crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you, you go. You go bonkers for, for those men in tights. And it's throwing a pig skin. Right. Or or superhero movies, yeah. yeah. You 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 know how to do this, yeah. You know in Thanos' uh, uh, Endgame, right? Endgame. Yeah, we thought we had him because we, we we had uh, Thor, uh-huh. Iron Man, uh-huh. right, right? Right? Captain America, three on one. We got him this time. That's right. We got we got him. No no, Thanos had them. <laughs> and and I don't know if you remember, but Captain America had this big gash on his arm. Thor was somewhere. He was knocked out. Iron Man was knocked out. And it was he had to strap it up. He got up. And then, and then Thanos has his, his people come through the clouds. And it's like, Cap, you, you done. You done. But you remember, you're in the movie, you were watching it. And so I'm like, alright, Cap, what you gonna do? And then you start to see this, this, this ring of life. See, look, it's already warming up that's how you, you know how to, you know how to praise, and your boy said, um, on your left cap, (laughs) and then y'all really, y'all really start tripping when, when T'Challa walked through, you know, and it's like, and, and, and so, I want, I want you to do what you did when you were watching the movie, and when they came through, go ahead and do what you do, you celebrate it, You know how to praise. Someone say, I know how to praise. I know how to praise. It's just where I place my praise, to praise. That's good. is essential. Because T'Challa ain't real. Captain America ain't real. Matter of fact, we got to pay. We got to pay him and we got to praise him. You know, it's... And this is the thing. We praise God. Not here. Watch me. Not because He needs it. God is not insecure. God doesn't need me. God doesn't need you. We praise God because we need to praise Him. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. We need it. I, I, need, I need to be reminded. I I need strength. I need I need all that stuff. I and there's a need for us to grow in in, in the place of our Praise, being expressive, yeah. like we, we really need to continue to grow in this area of our faith. And so, um, when, when our oldest boy was nine years old, um, perfect perfect setup for a perfect clutch moment. Um, we're in a he's playing a baseball game, um, bottom of the last inning, they're down by three points, bases loaded, two outs, and he's at bat. Right, and it's all on him. And, and it was just awesome. But I got the video. I got the video. Y'all want to see a video? I'm going to show you how how expressive, right, we, we can be. Uh, just put on the video. I don't want to. <laughs> Come on, let's put our hands together for that. Wow. So point-proven sporting events. But that's how it should be, you know, when we come into... You know, I think you do yourself well if, if, you know, when you come to church, you know you need a blessing, you need the Word of God, you need community. But if, if you would prime the pump before you came to church, come, come, come into the parking lot with some praise... I think church will only be like just the icing on the cake for your for your week. So real simply, I want to give us five ways, five ways the Bible, the word of God teaches us to praise y'all good. Five ways. Number one, uh, dancing, dancing, that that even if you don't know how to dance, God do a little something. Before we get further into dancing, let's go to Psalm 150, Psalm 150, and and we're going to read that entire Psalm as six verses. It says this here, Psalm 150, verse one, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, which means the church building, praise him in his mighty heaven, praise him for his mighty works, praise his unequal greatness, praise him with the blast of the ram's horn, praise him with the lyre, which is the guitar and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Someone say dancing. dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Hashtag Francie. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Someone say loud. loud. All right, here it is. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he makes it very clear as to how to praise him. And then Psalm 149, verse 3 says, praise him with dancing. And so for for some of us, that's a, you know, you know, you're working on them calves, whatever you got to (laughs) do, you know, you, you jump and you, whatever, but you you dance, you get, you get loose. You, you get, I love David Crowder. He has a song called undignified. You got to get undignified. You, you, you dance. The Bible says that King, King David, someone say King David. David. So we, we, have, we have position. This is king. This is a top person, right? Right. King David, he, he came after a battle into Israel. And the Bible says that he was dancing and he danced so much that his clothes fell off. Yes. Right. His underwear were, were showing, but he was still doing his thing. And, 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 and this was the crazy thing. The Bible says that his wife was at home looking at him from the window, despising him despising his praise. Someone say, don't hate on my praise. praise. Someone say, get your own praise. praise. No, this was the result of her hating and not praising, right? Because you should be praising, not hating, right? This was the result. She ended up barren. She ended up barren. I think the reason why we're barren in some areas of our lives, spiritual speaking, open up your spiritual ears, is because we haven't, we haven't released, just oh, let this settle, we haven't released our praise. And it only continued to go up for, for David, but her life remained limited yeah. because he was a praiser. He was a praiser. The second thing, clapping. Someone say clapping. 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 Psalm 47 verse 1 says this. This is all scripture, not my opinions. This is what God wants. This is what God has said. Come, everyone, clap your hands shout to God with joyful praise. So 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 the reason why I'm 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 not just telling you to clap cuz I want to hear it. I'm not telling you to clap because it's exciting or it makes a great noise. It's it's what God wants us to do. It's what he commands us to do. Come on, let's clap our hands right now. Come on. I want If God's been good to you, put
1: your hands together. If he's been faithful, if he's a redeemer, if he's a savior, if you're going to heaven, if you've been forgiven, if he's a provider, if he's turned your life around, you better put your hands together in the sanctuary of the Lord. Oh, uh, You ain't too cute to clap. Don't patty-cake God. Hallelujah. I don't care if you got a PhD. Put your hands together.
0: Hallelujah. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Come, everyone, clap your hands. Shout to God. It's where you place your praise. Mm, God has done way too much for us to have a patty-cake praise. Oh, you should be excited because, see, there are things you're praying for. And, and when, when, you're, when you're growing in your faith, you will learn how to, how to praise him in advance. Yes. Yes. You see, see, I, I, I got a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't thank me until they get it. That's why. I'll just tell you what it does for me. It makes me wait a little bit longer to give it to them. Right. Mm-hmm. But a mature child wow. is thankful in advance. Yeah. So I'm going to give you one more chance to thank God put your hands together you need to thank him for what he hasn't done you need to thank him for how he has
1: protected you you need to thank him for what he's going to do thank him in advance in advance for the breakthrough in advance for the open door in advance for the healing in advance for the salvation in advance for the raise that's a mature child
0: Come on, church. God has done with dealing with immature people. Thank me in advance. Thank me in advance. Number three, singing. Someone say singing. 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 Mm. Man, yeah, I don't know what it is. I didn't even preach the message yet. And the 9 a.m. in the 1045. Y'all, y'all came ready for this. It was y'all, y'all come on. Psalm 104 33 says this. I will sing, someone say sing, sing. to the Lord as long as I live. Yes. I will praise my God to my last breath. Amen. Ah, I can't even that's that's Crossing over into heaven stuff. That's, it's a lot of stuff right there. I'm tempted, but I'm going to keep going. Hebrews 13, 15 says this, NIV, through Jesus. Someone say through Jesus. Through Jesus. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Yeah. All right, this is important. Here it is. The reason the word sacrifice is here is because here it is. You don't always feel like praising God. Wow. You don't feel like it. You know it's the right thing to do. You know, being grateful is the right thing to do. You know, having a good attitude is the right thing to do. And, and so this is what you have to ask yourself every day when you wake up. You have to ask yourself, who is boss? It, is it my flesh or is it the spirit? Right. Yeah. And the reason it's a sacrifice of praise is because it, it, it costs you something. Yeah. Lord, I don't feel like it, but, but I'm going to praise you anyway. Yeah. Lord, it's been a bad day, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to praise you anyway. So it's, it's, come on. It's a sacrifice of praise. It doesn't feel good, but you need to do it. It says the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Mm-hmm. Openly profess. You're singing. You're praising. You're, you're exalting you're lifting the name of God up in your home. You're, you're singing unto him in your car. You're singing in your kitchen. You're, you're, you're singing in church. You're, you're singing. You may even need to get in a corner somewhere. You're singing in the corner at work. You're singing unto God. And it's a beautiful thing. Number four is praying. It's the fourth way to, to praise the Lord. And once again... Y'all, I'm like, we can just do the altar call and go home. Like you got, I just, I heard it all across this church, but during worship, I, I want to, I want to help you understand something that, that when we're on the low parts of a song, when it kind of gets quiet and we're going over into the bridge or to the chorus, or we're transitioning in a song. Um, I remember first two, three years of highlight, uh, whenever that happened, you know, everyone would just get quiet. You sing and then you get quiet. You sing and then you get caught. I want to encourage you. You're not a robot, right? Wait, you're, you, you're a person and he's a person. And the Bible says wherever two or three gather. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Y'all get inside. There I am in the midst. There I am in the midst, right? So, so he's moving, he's working, he's touching your heart if you're open to it. And, and so I want to train you and encourage you that when those down times come in a song, that's when you should be praying. Right. So let's do an exercise to this is how it should sound when it gets quiet in church during worship. I want you to say your your um, your first and last name, your address, your city, state and your zip code. First, last name, address, city, state and zip code. And this is how it should sound when we are in a down moment during a worship song um, praying on the count of three. Say all those things. One, two, three. Go for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. That's how it should sound. Some ain't right about y'all, though. Because some of y'all fell into a gibberish tra- trap. Some of y'all just... I heard it. Let me go do it one more time. On the count of three. This is how prayer should sound. You know I'm going to teach you. You know I'm going to teach you. I ain't going to spit at you and jump around and leave you confused. we go teach. So here it is. I need us to do it again on the count of three. One, two, three, do it. This is prayer. This is prayer. This is prayer. Hallelujah. It says this in Acts 4, Acts 4, 24a, it says this, Peter was locked up and it says this, when they heard the report, all, someone say all, all. the believers, someone say believers, believers. lifted their voices, say voices, voices, together in prayer to God. So, 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 I want to encourage you, even if you don't know what to pray during worship, just call out his name, call out Jesus. Say, Lord, thank you. Ask God to begin to heal you, to begin to provide. Come into agreement with the lyrics of the song that we're singing, and a powerful thing is going to happen in your soul, in your life across this church when we do that again next Sunday. The fifth way to praise God is raise hands. Amen. Raising hands. We want to get you there, we want it to be authentic. It says this here, Psalm 134, verse 2 NIV, lift your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. It's clear. Is it clear, Nishel? Is it clear? All right. So the the, the Hebrew here is yada. Someone say yada. Yada Yada is Y-A-D-A-H. If you're taking notes, yada, and it means to throw or to cast. In the prefix there, yod is hand, to throw or to cast your hands. David did it. Jesus did it. The Bible says he sung hymns. at the the last supper wow could you could you imagine that voice jesus being your worship leader he sung hymns and i'm sure he was singing while they were eating praising the lord could you imagine your lord praising your lord david says my lord will praise my lord and oh man it's a beautiful thing but yada throwing up hands and so this is important because in hebrew culture this meant something for for the, the Hebrew believer and for God. The first thing it meant for the believer is that is that my hands, Lord, are an extension or an expression of what's going on in my heart. And throwing up hands is always a faith-filled expression. It's always a, a grateful expression. It's always an exciting, an, I'm excited, I'm I'm anticipating, I'm grateful. You, it's always a God is great expression, right? Now, this is how the Hebrews understood the mind of God to be looking down from heaven. This is why it's important that we get you to graduate. We got to get you to graduate in your faith. You got to learn, you got to become a leader. It, it's so much growth and graduation and Every area of your faith. This is how God sees lifted hands. When God sees lifted hands, it's you telling God that you're believing Him for greater things in your future. So when when your hands aren't lifted, this is how God sees it. He sees that you don't have any faith or expectation in Him. That is, that's history, that's biblical. So, so when I come up here and I oh, make a miracle work, God, so, and I say, everyone, lift your hands. That's me standing in intercession. The word intercession means in between, right? So when I say lift your hands, that's me commanding you to do something that I know that God sees as a symbol of your faith in Him even though you may not know what to do, or even though you may not know that you're believing him for anything, but that's me saying, God, I know they're not expressing it, but they need something from you. And I know what you need from them is the acknowledgement of your power and your presence in their lives. So I'm going to have them lift their hands and I begin to pray over you, favor and blessing and miracles and for doors to open and heaven is going to start moving in your life. Someone say yada. Yada. So it's another way to to praise the Lord. Let's get the results of praise, okay? Then we're going to go home. When we praise God, we tap into, number one, God's presence. God's presence. God's presence. Both experiences today on that last, last song, I was crying. I haven't cried in a while in church. But, but. Um, Waymaker, yes. miracle worker, yes. light in the darkness—that is who you are. Yes. And for me, it starts with chills, and then after the chills, the tears flow. Yes. Yes. And and I, I I know then that God is yes. touching. God is. Amen. God is uh, confiding. You know, He's comforting. It's the presence of God when you praise Him. And you don't have to get it in a church building. You can you can you do these things and the presence of God will touch you anywhere. The second thing is strength. Strength. And I'll define this for you. When you praise Him, you get strength. This is when God's power is coursing through your soul. This is when God's power is coursing through your soul. For a lot of you, this is spooky. No, this is real. This, this, is, this is real stuff. You, you don't have to skip your mind, right? You don't have to skip logic to understand that God is real. Yes, is. And, and, and that when you have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God in your heart, yes. and when you praise him, yes. God in your heart begins to move through your soul. Yes. Does that make sense? So that's why you need to praise too, because when you're weak, that's right. when you praise, you get, you get strength. All right. And then number three is peace. Someone say peace. Peace. I love peace when it comes to worship and praise, because here it is. This is going to mess with some of y'all's theology. Sometimes my prayers don't work. Mm -hmm. Or at least not the way I thought they would. God, I I need that bill to be paid. You know, I, I need this a week later. It hasn't happened. And even though you pray, you still lack peace, right? But when you praise, here's what peace is peace is the internal assurance that surpasses understanding. It's the internal assurance that surpasses your thinking, your strategizing. I need to call this person, I need to move that around. Weak sauce. Sometimes you don't have the answer, and if heaven hasn't purpose for the solution to come into your life anytime soon, yeah, pray, but praise. Amen. You got to praise through it, and then I love the Passion translation. It says, "Then you will be divinely healed." Right? That's when you're like, "Man, why do I have peace even though I haven't figured this out?" Because you praise. You praise. And then the fourth one was joy. Someone say joy. joy. Yeah. Joy. Oh, I love this one. When you praise, you get joy. Here it is. Joy is the wellspring of internal bliss. Yeah, that's right. Internal. That's right. Because God lives in your heart. When you come to Christ, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit here it is, is the spirit of joy. So when you praise that wellspring of internal joy, wells up. It's different from happiness. See, we live in a generation that's drowning in discouragement because you're seeking happiness. When nothing in the Bible commands you to seek happiness. Scripture commands you to seek the Lord. Because you got to even check out the terminology there. Happy, happening, happy, happening, happy. Happening. So if it's happening, I'm happy. If it's not happening, I'm not happy. So now I'm an emotional wreck. But I could be having the hardest week of my life. Come to church, give him praise, and tap into worship. And that's that internal bliss. And it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It's because joy is within me, and the devil cannot take your joy. Yeah. He can't take your joy. <laughs> so um, personally, I've, I haven't arrived, but um, my wife and I just uh, celebrated our eight-year wedding anniversary yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I love you and um we're just talking about like the first 8 years and what the next 8 could look like and uh, we're in our mid 30s right now um and um i'm 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 grateful for god's maturity springing forth in our hearts and in our souls we're we're not teenagers anymore. We're not in our 20s. We're, we're halfway to 40. And so we don't respond to circumstances the way we used to. It's let's pray. Let's praise. Um, let's not worry. You know, I mean, you, you certainly don't start the year out on your New Year's resolution Uh, Basement flood and house fire. You don't start it. But God will allow it. In order to purify your praise. And if you praise him through it, you tap into supernatural dimensions and levels of of joy and peace. You have to learn how to respond. If not, the test will continue to come. But what I do know is, is that God, God is, God is good. Nehemiah 810 says this, this is a sacred day. This Sunday today before our Lord, he says this here, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is faithful. I declare this over your life. God is good. God is going to provide. God is going to come through. God is going to heal. God is not finished with you yet. There is a future. There is a hope. Don't be sad. Don't be dejected. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's put our hands together for the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.